0: says as follows, he says there's going to be, the Rabbi Aleph Diskin lived over hundred years ago, Mustama he was nifter. Mestama? I remember exactly the date. On the he said there's going to be three world wars. That's before the first world war, for sure. And he said the first Muhammad... It's going to kill so many people. I don't know what he said exactly, how severe it's going to be. Then there'll be a second Muhammad, second world war. And then he said there'll be a third world war. And the third world war will take three hours. So when he said it, can't when he said it, to start the war takes three months. You can't start a war in less than three months. How could you start a war? In less than three months, we to go to So you have three months to But that a war should start and end within three hours, that was unfathomable. You <laughs> understand? can understand? understand. can 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 understand. But when he said it, it was not shy for anyone to understand what Rabbi Yeshua Leib was talking about. They thought he was just spaced out when he said it. Keinot is <laughs> nicht gekannt verstehen. Amuchoma in dreisha, and that's what a shainer sholei shoyes means. Ich sage nicht, dass er alle Aber So from him, you see that is going to be a, a ganz fine Muchoma. A three hour Muhammad, it's going to be all over. But I'll call upon him, that's one way. And others say, name. Others say, that, uh, that it could also mean. But it could also mean a Cold War. A war, can I get the. the There's one controversial safer, I'm not telling you whether it's a yet. Good to say for this, can good to whether it's yet. Oh, but it's a controversial safer because not everybody at the Songenumen. That's what the Mark is all about, for controversial stuff. But anyway, there's one Sefer, now, I'm telling you before, and that I said that it's a good safer, I'm not telling you that. But there was a claim made in a safer that recently came out of soil that supposedly this safer is from the at Zatalman, and the Gro according to this Talmud and according to this Sefer, that he is Moshiach ben how Are you like that? The gruh, the gruh. And what's the tachlis? The tachlis of Moshiach ben Yisif, it's a machanai kibbutz golias, that yidin should settle in Eretz Yisrael. And the first issue in Eretz Yisrael was the going... The going. Today, half of Eretz Israel feels like the Goyim only because of the Goyim. The Goyim was the first that sent Talmidim to Eretz Israel to be bemiyashiv Eretz Israel. The first Yishiv in Eretz Israel to go from Vilna Goyim. Zayin a Talmidim. Achel gukumen Talmidim from Baal Shem to one another, and achel guboran azey freilach dot. Over the miser. I'm not telling you no names. Zol tenish kanims. Zol tenish names. So, Memele, it's aye there was no real war. It means the Melchoma connected the Koyach of Tumor was done on the world. Connected this, whatever. Ach, in the Melchoma from Goygimogic. So, where was the Melchoma from That was the Muhammad, This was the Melchoma. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not going into that part. I just want to tell you things, just to whet your appetite. And, and that's all. I'm finished. I'm I'm quoting the Mikve Israel now. Dr. Azay, after he dies, after Mashiach ben Yosef dies, and the Mochom of and Mochom Achreiner shall whatever that means, whether it's a cold war, a hot war, just like Mashiach, get it. Oh, Mashiach ben Dovid. After, time, after Mashiach ben Yasef was, was, was killed, his Mashiach ben Dovid, or he was Nifta, whatever you want to say, his Mashiach ben Dovid will appear on the scene. He says, regarding Mashiach ben Ephraim, Mashiach ben Yasef is found in the Gemara in many places, especially in Masech de And over there, the Gemara discusses that he's going to be killed in Melchemes Goy and it's Shaita Posik and Zachai I'm not going to go into all the Mekiras in Tanach now. And he says like this: He says the reason why he's called Mashiach Ben Ephraim or Mashiach Ben Yosef is because he comes from Sheva Ephraim, and he's going to be the head of ten Shvotim who are called Ephraim throughout Nach. Throughout Nach, Habayin Yakali Ephraim, has Ephraim coming here. Who's Ephraim? What's Ephraim? What's Ephraim? Nochamol Ephraim. Ephraim means Klai Yisrael, the ten Shvotim that went into Golos. Why do we call them Ephraim? Because the first king of the Aserah, the first king of 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 Yisrael, was from Sheva Ephraim, Yerobim. Yerobim ben didn't let them be on the Regal, on the Gantzim from them as I raised to come the from the Aserah Shvotim. So that's why the ten Shvatim are called Ephraim. Ephraim is a kinoi on all the ten Shvatim. Moshe ben Ephraim means that he's going to be from Ephraim, and it also means that he's going to be the ruler over the ten Shvatim which are called Ephraim. He's also called Ben Yosef because he comes from Yosef. Ephraim, ben Yosef. But besides that, the reason why he's called Moshe ben Yosef is because Yosef is a symbol, is an ice on what exactly is going to happen to Klai Just like Yosef was hidden in a prison for years and hidden from his brothers in a prison for years. And then he went out and became a king and he became Matzliach, he was very Matzliach, and he became a Shani Lamelech. The same exact thing is going to happen with the Hasech HaShvatim. What's meant is The Hasech HaShvatim are in prison now, as if they say. They're in Golas. They're, they're separated from their brothers. From their brethren. And no one knows where they are. We don't know where they are. And Akhres they're going to come together with their brothers, with Yehuda, bin Yomin, with Levi, and they're going to be Zechot HaTzloch HaGedei Yosef. Just like Yosef was a Sheini Lamelech in, in Mitzrayim, so too. Mashiach ben Yosef will get up, ha-mesim, and he's going to be a Sheini Lamelech. A Sheini to ben Dovich. That's why we call it always Mashiach ben Yosef. Because Yosef is an Oisemes. And what's going to happen with the Aseret Yarshut? Now, the Mikve Yisrael in a sefer discusses at length where they are, according to to, 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 at at different times of the Tzukufa. But one thing he says. To dispel any machshoves of people that think that it can't be that the Azeros tomorrow are alive. Can it Can it How could it be? People traveled all over the world. There's people that traveled in every single country in the world, and we have globes and maps and geography books and all of the that talk about every nook and cranny of the world. mention. Are they living under the ground? Can it der Mikri he says, He says, even that which the Torah writes clear. If the Rebbe doesn't want you to know where it is, you can't find it. For instance, Gan Eden. In the Torah it says clearly where it is, and we know clearly what the names of the four rivers that come out of Ghanaden are. And it becomes four rivers. And the Pussik goes out of its way to tell you their names, and should tells you which ones they are. Un in was the state in the This is the Nile, and this is the Euphrates, and this is that, and this is this. And under no circumstance can anyone know where Ghanaden is. Uh, was? Oh, the Rebishter wrote clearly where Gan is, says the Mikveh Yisrael, especially to show you that if I don't want you to know, even if I show you clearly, I tell you clearly where it is, you're not going to know. The tailor goes out of its way to give us geography lessons there, to give us uh, the, uh, travel information. Where is Gan Eden? Where is Gan Eden? Four or five him in the telling us where Gan Eden is. So how come no one went to Gan I And mean, I'm in a plane. And flew to Gan Was What's the problem? When I'm in a grace globe, I mean it has to come from the place where these four rivers start. So it can't be too much area. I mean, how much area could there be? How much area could it be to, to narrow it down? When well, I clean a I clean a circle of the map of the globe. And that must do. Zayin, and we'll comb every inch of that area. Do you feel in Gan Eden? What's the problem? The Teretz is, Doctor Menashe Ben Yisrael, that the Rebbe should village, and the Rebbe should through all the matter of Gan Eden is there a la of other mishap? Perchus, who mechanics too come into Gan Eden. So you see clearly, Doctor, that even when the Torah tells you clearly where it is. Aber der du will nicht, dass du es wissen willst, was du nicht wissen. Du kannst haben spyplanes, und du kannst haben missiles, und rockets, und Sputniks, und alles, und Bobby Meises. Aber der Rebischte will nicht, du es sehen willst, was du nicht sehen. Na guten Tag. Sog dir dieselbe Sache, mit der Sehre es erschwerten. Der Rebischte will nicht, bis ein gewisses Mann, that you should know where they are. So you're not going to know where they are, you can stand on your head and spit wooden nickels and then you tell <coughs> So, what's the purpose of us discussing that Saraswatam and why was Svarim discussing that Saraswatam and where they are and this and that and that and this? So, what's the purpose? Is the Klal Azeid. There's a principle that, that the Svarim write. And that will explain why there's an Indian for us to know where they are or to be interested in where they are. And you'll see in Davening, it's throughout Davening and throughout a lot of places. You don't realize it though. The cloud is Is de la Sato makes Is de la What does that mean? It's four words. It's simple four words, but those four words contain a lot of information. If you want to have hashpah, what's your problem? What was that for? If you want to have hashpah and 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 bring about the geula, I've added. We cannot nishton as a We cannot go on nishton. We definitely don't shuvah. we not talk. But there's an Indian of Isarusa de la Sato, which brings about Isarusa de la Eila, which means as follows. When people, alo oret, means on the ground. Isarusa de la sata means if there's a Hisodorus on the ground. That creates Bashomayim a Hisodorus also. And since before the gerula will take place, shteitach hasedayna kibutz goliyus from 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 the aserahs hashvotim. So throughout the daylit, hiddenly, without very many people knowing about it, since Given have Jewish Press, since we've the algemeiner journal, since we've got the paper, there were expeditions to the aserahs hashvotim that were organized by g'dayli yilum. What's the purpose of it? To create a esoteros b'ashomayim. We are showing the Rebishtah as mere villain, as Kla Yisrael should be ma'achet, we should be together again. And by showing this to the Rebishtah, that is this- helping bring a esoteros b'ashomayim. Throughout the generations there were many, many expeditions. Not many, many. Many asach, some that we know about. Gedayle, Israel sent Blumenfeld. Who's Blumenfeld? I thought I had a telephone call. Huh? From England. Is Blumenfeld here? He's not here. Newshanger, anishto. Shet. Now. Gedalei Yisrael throughout the Deiris. Gedalei Yisrael throughout the days. Send shluchim to the Aseris haasherot. Among them was Rabbi Yisrael Shklaver, a Talmud of the Vilna Goyin. Rabbi Yisrael Ot Kishik. He signed and he sent and he encouraged and he urged an expedition to be sent to the Aceres Not to all the Aceres Hashvatim, but to some of them that were living in those times in the deserts of Teman, of Yemen. And there was some encounter but uh, somehow he was killed, and as a weiter, I can't say episode. I in all these little episodes, but throughout the doigas, there were expeditions sent by G'dayley Oilom to So don't go out of this room and say, uh, the beam will fasten this. First of all, they'll think you landed from Mars if you walk around in the street saying this. Because no one knows about it. So if you come in the street and say, there's an expedition, I'm signing up, and after this, I'm going to go. Instead <laughs> of the Peace Corps, instead of the Operation Seed, and this summer, I'm going to Hasechus <laughs> HaShvot. The Because you have to hear the whole thing in this context, they don't understand what you're talking about. Now, a sefer was written by someone that was on the most recent expedition that we know about in the early 1920s. And he goes through, and he goes through a lot of geography and where they are, and he explains that which is mentioned in Chazal thousands of times—not thousands, but but many, many times about the Sambatian River, elevation from the Sambatian. I'm not going to go into all the things. You'll take a look yourself. Ramnish can say to go through all the Makairas. but you'll take a look yourself. The Radak. On that posic that everybody knows, <laughs> You'll take a look at the Radak in in posseok, Beis, and Pedekhov Zayan in Yeshaya. Posuk, you'd base and posik you'd goes to it goes through a long discussion. The Radak. About this river, and he says that they, p- part of them are on the other side of the Sambatian. It's it's brought down in the Rava Mishnahis. It's brought down throughout Chazal. There's there's remozim throughout the Targum about this river Sambatian. Everybody heard different isis about it. It's a river that you can't go over. It's a zayish to go over that river. First of all, the river is a river that throws racks. You can't go over it. And the only time that it stops throwing racks is on Shabbos. So it's impossible to get there. Because you are not know allowed to go there. But I'll just give you one or two remozim on the Sambathion, Vashtet Khazal. It says in the Torah, Uvaye mashvi'i, Shovas v'inofash. If you'll picture the words that I just now said, Uvaye mashvi'i, Shovas v'inofash. The last two words, Shovas vayinofash, you'll see that those letters spell out Shabbation, sabbat yo'in, nofash. If you'll take the nun and use it both ways, the nun that's in the pesuk, no nofash. So you'll see that it spells sabat yo'in, nofash. is in the terra on this river that rests on Shabbos. So in Chazal different. Different Rambazan. I'm just telling you one that's easy to remember. Because you say it every Shabbos. Shabbos right, you know, remember of the Sabatian Shabbos. are the letters that spell Sabatian you Nofash. Know, that means that the river rests on Shabbos. Over, I'll call upon him. This is there's a whole sefer on this. I can't go through the whole sefer now. But one thing is clear: that the Aseres Hashvotim. And there are encounters made with different people. We even have we have uh, uh, writings of theirs. There are shirim from theirs that we have that are printed in the Sefer. If you'll take a look in the Mordechai, in the beginning of Chulun. There's a lot of places. I'll just give you a simple place where you can look for it. In the Mordechai, in the beginning of Chulun, he quotes a person by the name of Eldor Hadoni. Eldad from Shevet Don. Eldad from Shevet Don came on a for whatever the cheshman was, on a secret mission, and he wrote, there's a sefer, you can buy it. The sefer Eldad Adoni. And in that, he describes halochis, that the, that the Shevedon conducts itself regarding many halochis. In other words, the Asechus Hashvatim went into Golis before the Mishnah, before the Gemara, before the Shulchan Aruch. So how do they have all their halochis? al So Rishayim were very interested to hear how they Zek and Shevedon. So when he came... So there was encounters between Elder Adoni and the Rishenim. And they quote him on many things, on how they feel like there as far as Shechitah. That's what it's brought down in the Mordechai, in the beginning of Chulon. You could look it up yourself. There's other other Rishenim that mention him. And it's a a description, according to him, exactly what's going on in Dun. Now, those that learned the Bessel Musa know in in Yirmiya, there's a, or or the Musa's form quote is especially by Sukkot's, the, the Muses Forum talk about uh, Sukkah being a dirasaroi, and the purpose of sitting in a Sukkah for seven days is to realize that the whole world is only a haroi. Anyway, those that learned nach, or want, you could look up yourself. Es a ganze episode here regarding a person by the name of Yoinodov ben Rechov. And he gave a tzivoy to members of his family. He's from the Meyisroy. And he gave a tzivoy to his family that they should always live in tents. They should never live in a permanent house in order to stress this fact that the whole world is only a dirus And it was Motzachayn, <coughs> By, by Chazal, by, the, by, the, by, by Klal Yisrael. Anyway, among the Aseras Hashvatim are his children. The children of Yenodo ben Rechov are also among these Aseras Hashvatim. Also Bnei Moshe Rabbeinu are there. Different families of Moshe Rabbeinu are among the Aceras Hashvatim when they went into Golos. Now, uh, the, the places where they are, there's a lot of geography here. There's Tibet, this country of Tibet and the country of Laos, and Afghanistan, parts of India, Burma, deserts of Yemen, parts of Russia, parts of China. I'm not going to go into all these places now. That's where the Aserah Sashvotim are, and it pinpoints where the Sambatian is. But not always do they stay in the same place for a long time. It's possible that they move from one place to another. So we don't know if there's a mukham in Afghanistan with the Russians, or 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 in an Iran and Iraq. with the Whether or not it has to do with the with the with the of the Aseret HaShavuot, we the was But in these places, it's documented that Aseret HaShavuot are there. Now, I'm going to tell you some mises, different mises. To tell uh, different mices of encounters with Hassanah Sashvatim, it's not going to answer all your kashas, it's going to whet your appetite maybe to know more about it, but it's a ganze study, ich kenne, in der ganzen Nacht. Rabbi Akiva Yesef Schlesinger, Zeche Tadek Lebrocher, oder Rosh Hashiva, a son in law of Rab Hillel Mikalamaya, Zechetzaret Levrocha. Rab Hillel Mikalamaya was a Talmud of the Sam Saifa. So that's the period of time that we're talking about right now. Not so far off. And he says the following In the year Qatar, what's Qatar? Chof Tof Reish, Keser. How many years ago was that? Tof Reish is 620. Five thousand six hundred and twenty. Five thousand six hundred and twenty. What year are we in now? Five thousand seven hundred and forty-five. How many years ago was that? Oh, the greatest mathematicians from the greatest high school, huh? How much? One hundred twenty-five years ago. Now, one hundred twenty-five years ago, the erech, erech pesach. Says Rabbi Yosef Schlesinger, there came to my shver's house, 125 years ago, we're talking about now. There came to my shver's house, my shver, says the Talmud from the Chsam one of the top Talmudim of the Chsam Sefer, Rabbi Hill Mikalamaya. There came to my Schwer's house, at a Pesach, a person from Asia. A person knocked on the door from Asia. I'll stand by And his name is Rabbi Barab Shimon. Those Shimon from the country called Tibet. And he tells me here in parentheses Tibet is between Japan and China. This man that came from Tibet, Rabbi Shimon, Spoke only Hebrew. And he came out of Pesach to my Shver Abhilil. And he asked for him, from him permission, to be by him for Pesach. He's up the creek. He's not at home. He thought he'll be able to get home before Pesach. He couldn't make it for whatever reason. He's stuck. He wants to be by him for Pesach. <coughs> With the following condition, he he doesn't want to make the seder together with my shvare. He wants to have a separate small table, and he'll make his own seder. He doesn't want to be by the seder of my shvare. He doesn't want to be, make the zol with him. And my shvare, Rabbi Hillel, should give him the matzahs and whatever he needs for the seder. No, my shvare was to the guest from Tibet. Heim onus gevustas do jedin in Tibet. And and this is an eyewitness report from the son-in-law of Rabbi Hilum of What happened? uh, Avada goes without saying that this person was from the Aserah Sashvatim. That's why a lot of things are spooky. And we don't understand a lot of things. And he himself couldn't understand too many things, we'll soon see. Even though he was one from the Gerashtar Rosh Hashivah. Rabbi Akiva Yeshev Shlezinger, Gmenach Rosh Hashivah. And he says the following: And the night of Pesach, the Seder night, he only ate a kisayis matzah la- al Only one kisayis. We end up, say the night, eating five, ten, who knows what we have to eat there. We have to stuff ourselves up and all good and this and mit mit He ate one single kisayis all night. He would not eat a whole Pesach, any matzah whatsoever. He would not touch matzah all Pesach. What did he eat all Pesach? He ate fruit, potatoes, and nuts. That's all he ate. A whole Pesach. He would not take any matona from anyone and he wouldn't take a penny from anyone and he wouldn't take any expenses to travel from anyone. What I'm telling you now, says Rabbi Akiva Yasef Schlesinger, is what I was able to understand and see with my own eyes. More than what I saw with my own eyes or what I heard from his, with my own ears, I can't tell you. He said like this, when he made the Seda, this gentleman from Tibet, he made the Seda with such a, his slavus, every pusik he said with a loud voice, every pusik that he mentioned, he said with a tremendous loud voice, and he translated each and every pusik in a language that I don't understand. But in the middle of the translation of the Pusik in the language that I don't understand, he would mention invariably the words of Zoyar and Midroshim that I was familiar with. So I couldn't really understand what he was saying when he said those Pesukim. Shazi he's saying to say that. And he translated and he explained it with Medroshim and Zoyar. So I couldn't really get the gist of what he was saying, but I heard certain words of the Zoyar and Midroshim. He davened with such a hislavus, the broke him that's his lotion, like a thunderstorm. And he davened between two and three hours. That's how long the davening took. Then he would come home and he would taste a little bit of potatoes, eggs, fruit, similar things like that. No meat. No matzah. No meat, no matzah. There was no real time, says Rabbi Akiva Yasef, to really hear what he had to say. Because he was busy davening. Or saying brach, or not brachas, different things, whatever he was saying. And it took long time. Davening was three hours. This is this, and this is that. Everything took long. So there was very little time to talk with him. Only chalamoid, a little bit, and yemtiv, a little bit. I tried the cost of curiosity to find out who he is and what's coming off here. So he said he's a Mishulach, a messenger from his shavit Didn't say where. He wouldn't say out too much information. And he's on a secret mission, but that the gedolim where he lives, sent him on. His father is one of the heads of the Bezdin in Tibet. Where his shevet lives, where they live, that shevet that they're living among numbers ninety-six thousand yidden, ninety-six thousand yidden. This is one small. It didn't even say if it's the whole shevet, and maybe it was several Ich ken den wissen, ich ken wissen. No, only what it says here: ninety-six thousand people that live under that degel, under that flag. And the whole community of 96,000, I don't know what that means, whether 96,000 means with wives and kids or it means only men, I don't know anything, I'm just telling the state. The 96,000 people are divided up like it says in the Torah, Every nine Jews have one Rebbe. And that Rebbe learns with them whenever they're free from work and these nine people support this one Rebbe. He doesn't work, he learns all day. Every ten people has one Rebbe learning all day and his job is to learn with the other nine that are supporting him when they're free. He teaches them Shabbos. He teaches them Amoyadim with a special krius, according to how much they're free. And then Vaitan, he gets hamishim. There's one rosh hashiva over five of these rosh hashivas. And as a Vaitan, as a just like it says in the Torah, the head of all these people is a mekubal. Was he was heveis all sides? Not Balgoa Rakoidish. And he feels these people. This person that came from Tibet. This Rabbi Le'ezer and Shimon had with him a sefer called Achenu B'nai Yisrael Bagoyle. It was called Ho'aviv. That's the Roshi Tevis. The name of the sefer that he had with him was called Ho'aviv Achenu B'nai Yisrael Bagoyle. What it said in there, he didn't know. But it had certain things in there about K'lai Yisrael Bagoyle. Which Klai all means, and what's in the what's this meant? And he says like this. What this person said to my father-in-law, Rab Hillel who was from the Gresta Talmidim from the Chazam Sefer, I don't know. Because he spoke to him secretly. And I was not privileged to hear. But some things I heard, and that I can tell you. The Torah that they discussed, whatever learning that they discussed, my shver with this gentleman from Tibet, was based, can't be on, on Mishnah was all based on a payet, on a piut that we say, from Rabu Leza Hakale. We don't, we, we don't say no payet, it's printed in the Machzorim, different piyotim. All it's Negei this today is that the person that sells for him could sell a marza. But most people don't need a marza, Because we don't say no piyutim come out. Sometimes you buy a marzah, but half of the things in a marza you don't say. When in piyutim, in these piyutim, there's a lot of say this. Just like the shyness is packed with the say this. We don't really understand the real meaning of these things. And Emma and the davening alone is packed with sodas. The davening alone, first Stemmer, a bissel, there Too- not scrolls, art scroll, there are a bit of a bissel, there are a lot of things, there are a lot of One of what the that they discussed was based on a piety from Rabbulosa Akala. And it was so deep that I was not able to fathom what they were talking about. It was Greek to me, Zokta. I couldn't understand anything. The word seemingly, each word by itself made sense, but when they put it together, I couldn't understand what they were talking about. 150 years ago. What is it? How many? 125 years ago. And he spoke about Gilgulim a lot. And he was able to say the people that are living today who they were before. Spooky stuff. And he said as follows. Is that this? No. Okay. And he said as follows, the first people that in our generation, meaning 125 years ago, 150 years ago, started speaking in a secular tongue, Klai Yisrael, the Khsam Sefer writes, throughout the generations did not speak the language of a goy. Because it's also to speak the language of a goy. a Pachsam and one of the tshuvahs. And throughout the day, they spoke lashna kodesh. When the g'daylem saw that lashna kodesh was being made mundane, they're talking lashna kodesh Zachin versus mezalzel the ganze lashna kodesh. So the g'daylem of the time made takonis that no one should speak lashna kodesh. And the truth of the matter is, if you go all the way back, it wasn't real Lashen kodesh. it was Aramish. That's why half of our tefillahs are in Aramish, but I'm not going to go into that. Avraham Kolpon and Klai Yisrael throughout generations spoke different languages. Even Avromovinu spoke two languages in order not to make mundane Lushna kodesh. As Azish stated and Chazal. So when the G'daylom saw that they're making mundane Noshna and it was not good, so they made a corner that the Klay should speak a different language, a new language. They made up new languages. So I said many times, and he writes in the Tshuva, that they took the German language and they messed it up beyond recognition. They put all kinds of mistakes into it and they made a new language called Yiddish. Why? So that Klai Yisrael should speak a different language than Goyim. And that was the easiest for them to do, because they all spoke the German language then. So it was easy for them to understand and write and speak in Yiddish, because it was very similar, but it, was, it wasn't it was really a, a, a German language. It's a different language. And the same happened at a different time and period by the Svaldische Yiddin. They took the Arabic language, and a visual Spanish, and they called it Ladino. Many Sforim were written in Ladino, and later we have it in Hebrew because it was translated by different people. Many of the most Choshev Sforim that we have today were originally written in Ladino. But anyway, the first people, he said, that started speaking the tongue when they said Roshes and Shul, and they said, "Roshes for Klai Yisrael, the breiter and the Musa. They were they 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 made a rebellion connected to Chachmi Yisrael. The Chachomim ain't the ain't the ain't Chachomim neichemenu. Who were they? He said they were a Gilgal of the generation of those people that followed Chapsi Tzvi. Shemoy. These people that followed Chapsi Tzvi later were Megugul in Rabbonim. And leaders that started speaking the German language when they gave droshes, or other languages in, in different countries, it was different languages, those are the people from the Shapshit Tzvinikis. They were Nichol originally with this kind of a takola, and that's how they ended up again. Some of them, of course, came back to do tshuva, some of them did do tshuva. But those that didn't were from that cut. And then he says, and he quotes from this Sefer, Ho'aviv, which is Achenu vne Yisrael Bagula, the little bit that he was able to understand or see. Rab Noson Adler, everybody knows who Rab Noson is. the Rebbe from the Chsam Sefer, Rab Noson Adler's at Sal, the Rebbe from the Chsam Sefer, and his Talmud, Rab Moshe Seifer, the Chsam Sefer, from Frankfurt, I'm minister. That's what it said in this Sefer. And then he said like this In that Sefer, it says as follows. In other words, it was a Sefer about people, could be in the Aserah Hashvatim also, but it also contained in it things about Yiddin, from Shevet Yehudim bin like we see, it's talking about the Chsam Seifer and Abnus and Adler. Abnus and Adler, it says in that Sefer What? From Shevet Levi. Abnus Adler. What about Shevet Levi? What do you mean? Yeah, so? Yeah, all right, from Shevet Levi. Abnus and Adler. The Chsam wasn't that likely. Abnus and Adler wanted to passle the Shochtim in Frankfurt, the mine. So Abnus and Adler had Tainus on them. And he wanted to parcel the Shochtim in Frankfurt, the main, in the city of Frankfurt. Because he wanted to make weak, it says in the Sefer, the Koyach of the Sitra achra. the Koyach of Tumur that there was, that was resting on these Shochtim. There was something wrong with these Shochtim, Ravnoth and Adlerfeld. And they are helping the Koyach of Tum in the world. What they did wrong and what was wrong, I don't know. And if he would have been successful, Mashiach would have come right there. Wish they the same. But he wasn't successful. The Koyachah, the Sidrachah was goyva, and Rav Nossin Adler had a golongolos. Those that know the history and the life of Rav Nossin Adler know that he was always on the run. He didn't live a very pleasurable life. With the malamol Geroidiftz. butchers and Schachtim used to run after him they wanted to kill him and he had to run from Frankfurt to Main and he had to pack out.